0: Hi, this is Steve Thompson, and today we're going to read Acts chapter 27, verses 1 through 26. When the time came, we set sail for Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. We left on a ship whose home port was Adramidium, on the northwest coast of the province of Asia. it was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day, when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course, so we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to the open sea, we passed along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, landing in Myra, in the province of Lycia. There the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy. He put us on board. We had several days of slow sailing, and after great difficulty, we finally neared Snidus. But the wind was against us, so we sailed across to Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island, past the Cape of Salmone. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty and finally arrived at Fairhavens, near the town of Lysaia. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall, and Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Men, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fairhaven's was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, farther up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure." When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength, called a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Kauda where, the, with great difficulty, we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Surtis off the African coast, so they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale-force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, "'Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage.' "'None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. "'For last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. "'And he said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand before trial before Caesar. "'What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. "'So take courage, for I believe God. "'It will be just as he said.' but we will be shipwrecked on an island. In our day and age, it's difficult to empathize with the tremendous fear of and respect for the sea that influenced ancient peoples. So much of our lives on this planet are controlled and comfortable now by the sense of understanding and power over things, Like, there's very little that's uncharted or unexplored territory on our planet. It seems like space is probably the new frontier, uh, if not the ocean depths. But we have fairly accurate weather prediction capability, and we have homes and ways of preserving food that can get us through almost any weather condition outside of maybe a cataclysmic tornado or hurricane or earthquake. But... Our lives have so much more safety and predictability built into them than at any point in history. But just because it's difficult to relate doesn't mean we can't, because we still face uncertainty, and death is still inevitable. So my thoughts from this passage float to what do we, when we come up against uncertain times, what do we do? How do we act and react? Paul had a premonition that things weren't going to go well on this last sea voyage that he and we get to travel on with him in the axe account. And the sea always represented uncertainty, danger, vulnerability, and the unknown. Now, this was very practically when you were at sea, that was the reality of the sea. But also it's used in scripture and in in, in much literature of the time uh, to represent all of those things as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if seafarers and fishermen were the most superstitious people alive at the time. So it's interesting that Julius, the commanding officer, When trying to weigh out the potential risk of moving on in order to find a more recent, or sorry, a a more pleasant uh, harbor to winter in, chose to follow the instincts of the captain versus the premonitions of a quirky Hebrew Roman prisoner. I mean, that makes sense. And yet, after this trip, we'll see Julius listen much more closely to whatever Paul might have to say, and they would follow after those directions. But my question for us today is pretty simple. Who do you go to for advice and counsel when confronted with uncertain times? We have this wealth of Christian counselors who have seen and heard everything there is to experience. Do we take advantage of that resource? Or is it too embarrassing? Is it too uncomfortable? We have a faith family all around us and, and closely in the form of life groups. Have we stepped into relationships like those? And if we have, do we dare share our doubts, our fears, our concerns, our uncertainty with these people? Or do we give off a different vibe like maybe we've got it all under control or maybe we don't want to bother our friends with the stuff we're trying to deal with? And who are the people that we do listen to when we dare to ask someone else's opinion? Do those people give consistently wise advice? Do they listen first and answer slowly? Do they have a track record of making good decisions themselves? I think there's actually a subtle danger for us in our YouTube era, um... When we can all too readily and easily get our advice and counsel from distant, uh, unknowable experts, then to lean into the wisdom of people who are right near us, who love us, and have a vested interest in our lives. That's not to say that there's not room for the experts. Uh, I think it's an amazing tool and an amazing resource, but whose thoughts do we listen to first? Julius learned the hard way through experience, who he could trust for good advice and wise counsel. It became a springboard for my mind to think through, who am I bouncing stuff off from? Am I leaning into the people who do know and love me? Am I humble enough to seek out a few people who listen to Jesus in their lives before I pull the trigger on situations I'm facing? Those are all the questions that came to my mind, and I'm wondering if maybe some of us have been holding back and we're maybe going to the wrong people when we're faced with uncertain times. So let's just take that to our dad in prayer. Father, some of us might be facing uncertainty right now today, and so as we're already stopped Paused in our life, trying to hear your voice on things, would you point out where maybe we're being too proud or too stubborn to ask for some advice or counsel or just another objective take on some of the stuff that we're facing, would you point out to us if we're isolating ourselves and running um, from people because of the issues that we're facing? Lord, if that's the case, would you please, please invite us out of our shell, invite us out of that protective covering that we've got up around us that's really only going to hurt us and destroy us in the long run. And Father, I pray that the people that we're going to, Father, would you supernaturally give us the insight and wisdom to recognize who the people are that are going to have our best interest in, in mind. They're people that are listening to you. They've got a track record of of uh, following you wherever you lead. Would you bring those people to mind, people that might be able to understand our experience and our circumstance, and, and we know that they love us and they've got our best interest in mind? So, Father, I, there's a lot around this little thing uh, that I'm asking for. But would you speak to us right now and invite us into a, a life, a fuller life, a um, a much more spirit-led life because of how we are inviting our faith family and the, the resources that you have pulled around us into our circumstances, into our lives, and not keeping everybody out at bay. So, Lord, we're looking forward to how you're going to highlight those people uh, even today. And I ask for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.